Welcome everyone to the Purpose Hangtime podcast. It is your host Leon and my co-host Ricky Pang. And here with the main purpose of this podcast is to discuss interpersonal relationships, whether that is romantic with your lovers, whether that is platonic with your friends, whether those are familial ties with your family. So sit back, relax, come listen in and hang with us. Two guys shooting the breeze. Welcome everyone to the Purpose Hang Time podcast. We're back again, new year, fresh ideas and a fresh series called Refining the Connection series. And the purpose of this series, yes, we normally talk about your interpersonal connections, whether it is platonic, whether it is romantic and whether it's familial. But in order for you to really galvanize and make these connections as solid as possible, there are also things and ideas and mindsets that you need to improve on regarding yourself, which brings me to the topic of this episode, how to break out your comfort zone. So that's our brief introduction. We're coming back from a Christmas break. It's a brand new year. I enjoyed myself, managed to get my jerk chicken on, managed to, you know, get my family time and spend some time with my loved ones, especially my significant other. How about you, Rick? Like, how's, how's it been going? How have, you, how have you been enjoying the new year? New challenges, which I know we'll go into a bit further detail later on. New challenges, new ideas, new mindset. Tell me about what's going on with you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a, a great um, start to new year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we'll delve into this a bit more later on in the episode, but uh, mm-hmm. I am currently in Copenhagen uh, as of the time of this recording. Um, it's uh, not too bad weather um, today. So, yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been all good. Um, as you said, you know, uh, fresh start and that, you know, we'll be delving into why we particularly chose this topic today because I think we've both made um, some uh, major decisions um, over the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of... Um, led to us breaking out of our own personal comfort zone. So yeah, um, you know, looking forward to uh, looking forward to this episode. Yeah, which should be really, really good. And then just just so that the audience knows, I know some of us, some some of the audience is listening to us via Spotify and our other platforms. But we've also, in terms of breaking out the comfort zone, we now got video, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're testing this out using Riverside FM. So could we get some some claps for that? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, it delving into today's topic, breaking out the comfort zone and its relevancy. So, both myself, or both of you and I, Ricks, we started up new jobs in our relevant areas. And when I say relevant areas, it may not even be areas where it's well, where where we're accustomed to. So, I've started off in industry. So, I, I was an academic scientist, and now I'm starting off in industry, which is fast paced. It's very, very when it comes to getting the job done uh there's a lot of collaboration there's a lot of and the money is at an abundance or in an abundance so you know it's completely different to academia where you can essentially hide in the cracks and i've been enjoying it so far we're now at 21 days so the three week mark and it's been refreshing it's been new it's been giving me a new sense of purpose you know so that's my thoughts in terms of that and plus i moved in with the girlfriend so this stuff behind me, this is all just, it's all practice work. This is just the office room. We're trying to get things started up. So yeah, it's been a blast and it's been nice to be outside that comfort zone. 
So, Rix, how about yourself? What's been, what's new? What's fresh? I know I know, but the, the audience don't know. So let's 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 start off with that. Well, um, basically, I was at my previous company for almost four years now. Um, loved mm -hmm. the company, loved the people, um, but uh, you know, it came to a point where I needed a new challenge, and I'm at a new company um, as head of sales development, uh, kind of my first managerial position. Um, so I've mm -hmm. never managed people before, uh, mm -hmm. but it's been great so far. Um, because the previous company I um, I was at, it was kind of they already had kind of the processes frameworks in place. Whereas this new company, in a way, I'm starting from ground zero. Where but I get more say in how to implement certain frameworks in in, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of you know implementing new technology that's going to help me and my team in doing our job. Uh, but also going into <coughs> you know manager meetings, strategy as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So far, um, there is a lot of work to do, um, yep. but uh, enjoying it so far. And you know, uh, when we come to that part of the uh, of the podcast, for, mm -hmm. for our listeners that are familiar with it, we're going to be um, delving a, a bit more into both our stories. But yeah, mm -hmm. as we on the purpose hang time, we're just going to start with a you know brief definition. And mm -hmm. there is a disclaimer alert. There are going to be. Um, some psychological theories that we're going to throw in there, but if in you purpose, do have hang time fashion, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But if you have any questions or queries, just send us a DM on Instagram, and and then we'll be able to uh, you know redirect you to those relevant sources. But let's just start off with a um, formal definition of the comfort zone. Now, this definition was coined by uh, Judith Bardwick, so she is a highly regarded speaker and business consultant mm. um, where she combined psychological research and applied it to practical business situations. So mm -hmm. some of the work she's been doing include the likes of um, IBM, HP, uh, and Johnson & Johnson uh, as among her many clients there. So these are big companies. Mm. Okay. Really so, big yeah. corporate companies there. Uh, and she defined the comfort zone is to quote, the comfort zone is a behavioral state within which a person operates in an anxiety-neutral condition using a limited set of behaviors to deliver a steady level of performance, usually without a sense of risk. So, Leon, how would you um, kind of read into that? So, essentially, the comfort zone is where you feel the most relaxed, where you feel you don't particularly feel challenged. It's one of those areas in life where it's so easy to allow the comfort zone to just encapsulate you. Yeah. It's where it's where all your pillows lie. It's where your bed is. Now, for, obviously, for every single different person, there's a different comfort zone, right? So yeah. let's say, for example, I'm very used to the action of waking up on a Saturday morning as it is Saturday right now and going to the gym and doing the same workout where I just do 100 squats. That's the comfort zone. But the thing is, mm -hmm. are you really testing yourself? And mm -hmm. does that lead to you really improving your, you know, your 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 squat limit? Does it does it allow you to improve your muscles when it comes to, you know, the quads and everything in terms of your legs? Yes, it may do so in the beginning, but then you will plateau and then it's no longer a challenge. So, you know, exactly. so in terms of so using that as an analogy, that is the comfort zone, right? 
is something that you're very, very comfortable with, something that you can do relatively innately, it doesn't challenge you. And unfortunately, many, 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 many people in this world at this current moment delve in that comfort zone. Now, I'm not going to say that as a, a negative thing because it's not all wholly negative. Like sometimes the comfort zone is, you know, a sense of stability. Exactly. In which stability is always a good thing as well. But there, there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance of you trying to improve yourself that 1% or that 0.5% every day, if you can, that is. But then also, ultimately, it is your life to lead. But here at The Purpose Hang Time, we're here to improve everything, right? We're here to improve those interpersonal connections. We're here to improve ourselves and we're here to refine that connection with ourselves. So that 1%, think of it this way. If you were to improve yourself 1% each day for a whole year, 365 days in a year, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong or if you wanted to go with the scientific 364 and a quarter. Uh, but, no, 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 no. We don't know, want to get too fancy for our listeners. But, well, that's, that's more the physics side. So, you know, I don't only deal with biology here. Biology and chemistry. Yeah, but if you improve yeah. yourself that much, that's 365%. How much of a drastic change would you see by doing that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know? it can just be like small baby steps as well. Where, you know, we're, we're not asking, you know, our listeners to, um, you know, take one massive leap um tomorrow it could just mm. be small incremental steps and then when you get more comfortable uh, and you become more familiar with it that's in in a way you're kind of uh you know going on that right pathway to leaving your comfort zone though you yeah. may not realize it at the start because you just mm -hmm. think it's baby steps but you know mm. you're heading in a certain direction um mm -hmm. which is true and uh, you know what you mentioned about um you know plateauing out as well um there is a graph which we are going to be posting on instagram and it's mm -hmm. basically um uh, the yerkes and dodson's law and what uh -huh. it states and what it shows is that performance increases with physiological or mental arousal <coughs> but up to a certain point mm -hmm. so when you reach kind of the the top of the hill or the plateau of the hill it then begins to not only flatten out but mm -hmm. then it begins to decrease um, there as well. And that's where, you know, you kind of enter the panic zone where you feel so comfortable, mm -hmm. there's nowhere else to go, but, you know, downhill in a sense, um, mm -hmm. in, in that in that regard. And I, I think that the main thing people fear um, of leaving the comfort zone um, is the unknown, right? It's the fear and... of failure, right? So the unknown exactly. and failure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, now there also is another interesting graph which we'll put up um, again on Instagram and it really shows that in order to escape the comfort zone you have to go through the fear zone and it's only within the fear zone that you really um, experience and that's where you really grow and learn because I we always say that you know failure is not the end of the world in the way you see failure is going to be very important. If you see failure as opportunity to, to learn uh, from your mistakes, mm. then that's, I wouldn't class that as, you know, uh, utter and out failure. It's kind of more of a lesson, no. lesson learned, for example. <coughs> exactly. And, mm. and you would have to transition to the fear zone. So you have to face your fears 
And then once you persevere enough, it, you can then transition into the learning zone, which where you actually learn from your challenges and problems. Okay, um, I did it this way, I fell, but next time I encounter the same <clears throat> issue, I'll do it this way. Uh, and that's where you get to acquire new skills uh, as well. And then mm -hmm. once you've acquired that new skills, you can then go into what we call the growth zone, where you can actually set your new goals, um, or you can actually realize you know your aspirations and in a way you kind of begin to to find your purpose uh in that sense i mean mm -hmm. hence the title of the podcast the purpose hang time yeah um, i got a question for you ricks before you yeah. continue so you just explained to us the comfort zone the fear zone the learning zone and the growth zone yeah. how many people or what percentage of people do you think leave the comfort zone or take a toe out go to the fear zone and then bounce back into the comfort zone <laughs> I mean, you can't plug those numbers, um, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But if you were to take, let's say, our general our general circle, how prevalent is it? How many how many people are willing to reach that learning and growth zone? Well, I'm not gonna uh, I'm I'm not gonna put a statistic on it because it's too difficult. But I would say very mm -hmm. few um, are willing mm -hmm. to dip their tones um, mm -hmm. out of the. Uh, out of the comfort zone uh, and you know into the growth zone so mm -hmm. and would you also say okay so when you're leaving the comfort zone to go into the fear zone the further you go outside those zones the easier it becomes or would you say that it's a little bit more difficult um i'm not trying to do the mental gymnastics here but you know just just general conversation because yeah, you brought a very a very good infographic Oh, so yeah, yeah, when, no. when you're so when you're coming out the com, would you say that? Yeah. Okay, so you got your four different zones. You got your comfort, yeah. fear, learning, and growth. Would you yeah. say it once the further you go out of those zones in that particular order, would you say the easier it becomes? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's literally in a way you're kind of training your um, your mental um, mm. your your mental state and your emotional state as well. Because um, mm, I'm assuming that comfort to fear zone is where you have the most anxiety going back to the previous exactly. infographic with the Yerkes and Dodson's law. But as you move further out, because I know that the two, the two different infographics are linked together. As you move further out, that anxiety drops and then yeah. you realize, hold on, it's actually not that difficult, you know, to do these, to do to carry out these experiences that I'm trying to, trying to grow from. Exactly. Um, mm. And yes, you know, oh, apologies, you can hear the church ringing in the background. I, it's all right. I when, when the, when the bell the tolls. <laughs> it's um, all good, it's all good. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree with uh, kind of your, your point there. Um, when you go through these zones the first time, it can be quite daunting. But second, third time, fourth oh. time is where you actually get used to it. And that's where the, the beauty about the human mind is that it can be trained, right? To, to um, uh, it can be trained to do wonderful things. Um, yes, neuro neuroplasticity. Yeah, well, that's your, that's your- For, for, the, for the scientists out there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's neurology. Didn't like that back at uni. <laughs> you know, I, I come from a sales background. So yeah, that, that just hmm. all flies over the top of my head. Um, but yeah, but essentially, yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, Rick. Just keeping the conversation going. Essentially, if you look at well, if you want to call it neuroplasticity or the 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 brain needs to be trained or it can be uh, molded, 
it's essentially just like training a muscle. The more you do of something, the more accustomed you get to it and the less anxious you get about doing it. Exactly. So essentially, listeners, in terms of overcoming the comfort zone and being able to jump out of that comfort zone and be able to embrace that fear and not being scared of failure is something that you have to take those first steps and then repeatedly take those first steps and then doing something new becomes something that you enjoy doing because you reap the benefits by doing something new, something novel. Humans yeah. are not built to be doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. Without exactly. you know, yeah. without yeah. moving forward. Hunter gatherer's instinct. Mm-hmm. And that kind of links to um, you know, the benefits of leaving the comfort zone. And yeah. and the first one is self-actualization. And self-actualization for, for those um that uh, know uh, Abraham <coughs> those hierarchy of needs um that's the top mm-hmm. level for those that don't it's basically a, a pyramid where um there are three basic needs that need to be fulfilled uh within a human one are your basic needs mm-hmm. like you know your physiological and safety needs like food water warmth sense of security mm-hmm. then the next um level up is your psychological needs um you know esteem do i feel a sense of accomplishment um in terms of relationships uh intimate and both friendship and then the final top tier is self-actualization and that's when you actually meet all your psychological and basic needs and then you can actually go and reach your full potential um Mm. but again meeting the 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 basic needs it's kind of more the the comfort zone the psychological needs is where you kind Mm. of have to delve out your comfort zone a little bit um because you know, we've talked about relationships before in the part in the past over our previous episode. You have to yes. do something a bit different to to um, affect a, cer- a certain situation <coughs> in a positive way, right? And mm-hmm. that's kind of leaving the comfort zone. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I've never tried it this way before. I should mm-hmm. try it. You know, see what happens. And that's where you really get to. Once you do that, try out new things. That's where you really get to. Uh, be on the pathway into realizing your full potential, you know, yeah. taking different theories, methodologies, taking different views, opinions, meshing that all together um, that will help achieve mm-hmm. it. So essentially Second, what yeah. you're trying to do is, or what you're basically stating, if you, so listeners, if you listen back to the Green Flag series and you look at the communication episode, yeah, communication is key in terms of that middle part of that pi- middle part of the pyramid, which is the belongingness and love, so the intimate relationship with friends. And if you also look at the attachment theories as well, and attachment um, in general, having that strong connection or that secure attachment will allow you to move a bit further in terms of the the pyramid. So it all it all mixes together, it all culminates together, it's all a part of the same puzzle. It's just getting those pieces of the puzzle connected together. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the second benefit of uh, leaving the comfort zone is the development of a growth mindset. And uh, a, a psychologist from Stanford University, uh, Carol Dweck, uh, so she conducted research and the results were she found two different mindsets. You've got your fixed and then you've got your growth. Mm. So fixed mindset. Um, people uh, believe that they only have a certain ceiling when it comes to their abilities, the ability to perform certain actions 
for example, uh -huh. or lead to a certain outcome. Um, mm. So they always feel that, okay, that there's nothing more I could do within a certain situation. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it, it makes you kind of feel limited and always at a certain level. Whereas okay, so is that kind of like a Groundhog Day sort of situation where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to live my life out doing this exact same thing because yeah. I know if I try and change anything, it's going to be uncomfortable and exactly. I'm not any good. So it's like, oh, I'm going to learn the piano, but you get to the situation and the experience and you back out because you're like, well, I'm no good at this anyway. What's going to change? And exactly. then you walk back to the same situation again on a day-by-day -day basis or another analogy, those, those individuals who get themselves to the gym every January, the first week, yeah, I'm going to wake up 6 a.m. and get there. But then when it hits the second week, oh, it's too difficult. Mm. Let me stay with my fixed mentality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. per per perfect analogy. Hit the, hit the nail on the head there. Actually, mm. it'd be interesting to see the stats on that. You know, go to the New Year's resolution, go to the gym, work out, and then the second week you drop out. I think mm. the, <laughs> the results probably would be quite revealing in that. I'm sure, well, I'm sure we, could, we could find some surveys or some sort of studies on that because yeah. there, must, there must be data from all of the gyms. Like my, my gym, I already noticed from, actually it was only Friday where I looked around and I was like, where is everyone from the first week of work? But, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Sorry, continue, Rick, with your next point. Yeah, <laughs> that's no worries. And then the second uh, mindset in her work, which she talked about, was the growth mindset. And that mm -hmm. actually means um, humans are malleable um, and, you know, very fluid. Mm -hmm. So if you were to take this kind of mindset, you look at setbacks as opportunities, learnings. Mm -hmm. And when you take that on board, the potential then becomes un unlimited because you're actually learning new things. You're failing, but you're learning as well. And that's mm. important um, in developing a growth mindset um, when, you, when you leave the comfort zone there. Uh, the third benefit is building resilience. I mean, I know it, you know it, life itself, we mm. could say it's just one big roller coaster, right? It's unpredictable. Yes, agreed. Yep. You're going to have peaks and troughs in life. Mm -hmm. uh, and people shouldn't expect life to be predictable. Sooner or later, would face adversity in some shape or form. Agreed. Mm. And the benefit of kind of leaving the comfort zone is that it equips people to handle that change and ambiguity mm. when you do face those certain uh, unpredictable scenarios or, or challenges in life. So would that be an example of um, fight or flight or freeze? Because if it's the exactly. case where you're, you're very, very used to jumping out of that comfort zone, you're not going to run away from anything that's difficult. It'll be one of those things where it's like, okay, this is the situation. These are the cards that I've been dealt. My idea of fight in a certain situation would be, okay, let's figure it out and try and work out the best outcome. The flight situation would be, I'm going to bury my head in the sand and forget that this even existed. And then the exactly. freeze is, I don't know what I'm doing sort of thing. I, if I stay still, this may, the uncomfortable or the discomfort will pass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
exactly. And it's kind of just really kind of building that uh, that resilience um, to those unknown challenges, which uh, I think it, it's really, really important. Um, and the <coughs> final uh, benefit is self-efficacy. Did you say that right? Yes, yeah, self-efficacy. Yeah, you said it correct. See, okay. we'll, we'll make a scientist out of you. Well, I mean, <laughs> or a vaccine scientist anyway. Well, sounds is still in my blood. I'm not sure <laughs> to, to become a scientist, but um, it's all right. Part yeah. time job. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so this was outlined by Albert uh, Bandura, and he um, defined self-efficacy uh, as an individual's belief in their capacity or ability to execute or perform certain actions mm. in order to achieve a goal. Mm. And it actually reflects in basically the confidence in your own ability to exert control over your own, made of, own motivation, behavior, and social environment. Mm -hmm. And leaving the comfort zone, it is going to require a phase of trial and error. But as with any trial and error, eventually you are going to have some successes. Now, they may be small, but they will still count as a success. And exper mm. experiencing these successes... It kind of builds our self-efficacy. It builds our belief in, in our own abilities to achieve our goals. And again, that's really <coughs> as well. Yeah, because yeah, it's definitely very, very important to believe that uh, no goal is, is unreachable. You have to believe that there, there's no limit to my success. There's no limit that there's no, nothing can stunt my growth. And if we're using the examples, Rick, so when we discussed last time, or when we were discussing the, the, the framework of how this is going to work, if you look yeah. at Cristiano Ronaldo, if you look at Messi, their stories mm. from ground zero to where they are today, there was never this belief of, oh, I'm going to be uh, a typical player. Well, let's take Ronaldo, for example. I'm going to be a typical player in the Premier League. Yeah. I'm very sure Cristiano Ronaldo, when he was at Sporting, I'm sure he wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to end up at Man United. I'm sure that was not in his game plan. But he ended up at Man United. He ended up tearing up the Premier League, breaking uh, records, gaining accolades left, right and centre. Had an illustrious career at Real Madrid. And yeah, you know, it's, it's been amazing following his story in that sense. And I know you can add more to it because you're more the sports buff than me. Yes, I'm a Man United fan, ladies and gents. Well, both of the Man yeah. United fans. But he's more of the sports buff here. So he will know more about the story mm. regarding both. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, a perfect analogy. I mean, we talk, we literally plucked this young boy, I think 17, 18, from Portugal. You know, he's moving to a country, new culture, new climate, and he's alone. And he's working under Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, we're both Man United fans. We all know Sir Alex Ferguson mm -hmm. is, well, in my opinion, the greatest British manager of all time. But we yep. all know the mm -hmm. stories behind his um hairdryer treatment yeah of course out. he can he can be quite scary right and for yeah, that you know, and the fergie time definitely mm. exactly for a 17 18 year old boy you know experiencing that there is going to be some fear mm -hmm. but he took that plunge he took that um opportunity um to go to man united and he always believed in himself like okay i'm here now i believe i can get into the first <coughs> I believe I could make a contribution to Man United. Mm -hmm. you know, from there, leaving the comfort zone, he's gone on to be known as um, one of the top two greatest players of all time. Again, same with Messi as well. Um, just a short story about Messi. Messi at a young age, he was at Barcelona Academy, but um, 
Uh, one of the main issues was that he was too small. And they mm. thought that he was never going to make it. Now, Messi, he took the plunge. So he was like, okay, what can I do to help the situation? Mm. And, you know, he decided to um, go along with growth hormones. Again, mm -hmm. as a young kid, that can be quite scary, right? And yeah, of course, because it's, it's implementing something. You, it's the unknown completely. Exactly. But I guess for his career, he needed certain things that were needed to be involved a certain physique or a certain level of fitness mm. exactly exactly and again he took it and now he is well i mean after that success at the world cup i think he's the greatest player of all time even though it pains me to say that as more of a ronaldo fan but <laughs> we we have to respect his accomplishment but the, i mean in traditional um pepe time fashion I guess it's now time for our personal stories Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess I'll start off with mine. Um, well, well, actually, do you want to rest your voice first and I can start off with mine? Because you have been talking yeah, quite a bit. Okay, let's <laughs> flip it around. Let's flip it around. So, in terms of the new year, the new year obviously brings some new challenges. <laughs> so, audience, I'm going to say something that's going to shock you. I am not talking about divorce. So, on that topic, maybe because that's now, I will delve into it every now and then, but as we're talking about new experiences we're mainly going to talk about what is in the present and what is actually going on in this current moment so i want to talk about two experiences regarding being out the comfort zone so the first one is going to be regarding my career my job at this current moment so as i've stated i moved from academia to industry and the second is going to be regarding moving in with my current girlfriend which has been an amazing experience so far so let's talk about the job so I was working in academia, and this is research science for a good seven years. We achieved a lot as a team, loved my team to bits, mm. and it was a very comfortable situation, a very comfortable experience. Now, during, during the fifth and seventh year, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, fifth and seventh year, in this day and age, being in a job for more than a year and a half to three years, you're, you're seen as a dinosaur, so that must make me a relic, right? So... Mm. Between the fifth and seventh year, we carried out a lot of COVID-19 work, COVID-19 vaccines with our modality or with our type of vaccine. And we managed to build up a GCLP lab, a clinical trial lab that had just two people up to six people and have it function as like a, an actual accredited lab, which was an amazing feat within itself. During the pandemic, we didn't have no furlough or anything like that. We were fully functional. And that was a very testing time for me as a scientist. A lot of growth definitely came about because of this. So it was during that time where I kind of thought to myself, you know what? This is, this is a period of discomfort. Everything is new. Everything is novel. How do I navigate this? Mm. Um, navigated it very, very well. Jumped in with two feet. Well, I didn't particularly have a choice, you know? But then it also, it also became apparent in my mindset okay, if we can do this with limited resources, what would it be like in a biotech or a big pharma situation? Because yeah. there would be resources, there would be money there to be able to plant an idea and go forward with that idea and develop it and get it to a standard, which you can say is clinical trial standard. So oh, when, um, mm -hmm. when you're kind of afraid that uh, uh, it would become a bit too corporate, Yes, it was, there was all sorts of things that were going through my mind. Hence the reason why I delayed the, uh -huh. the, the jump for a little while. So in between fifth and sixth 
year of my time at, in academia I was like oh it's a good idea but you know it's a bit too scary why don't I just stay where I am where essentially I can be a bigger fish um I know what my day is going to entail you know and I have control but then after the sixth year it was it, I essentially said to myself you know what you need a new challenge you need a new challenge and you need to find that in a different space research science yes but let's do it in a fast-paced setting so the search the adventure started to look for a role within biotech and big pharma, which unsuccessful the first two times of interviews. First time I was too nervous and I thought the role was too big. So yet again, I looked up and I was like, oh, there's a glass ceiling. I can't do this, you know, mm. after five interviews. The second time around, I would probably say I was underprepared, maybe, but I still didn't have that self-belief that I could yeah. jump in and, you know, be this industrial scientist versus academic scientist because oh, there's too many differences. But the third time round, I said, you know what? I've got the mindset. I have the belief. I have the support from my current girlfriend, you yeah. know, who's been amazing regarding the change and everything. It's time to make that jump. Got through the three interviews, impressed the panel. And here we are today starting this new role in January 2023. And How's in terms of the differences, it's been, it's been quite a bit of a change. But... After the first week of anxiety, which yet again, going back to the infographics that we've spoken about regarding performance and anxiety, yeah. once I got there and once I jumped out of that, that comfort zone now, that fear zone, yeah. then the growth started. You start to meld in with the team. You start thinking, oh, okay, you know what? I can make plenty of changes here. There's a reason why I'm here. That also links in with imposter syndrome as well, which has been mentioned yeah. in one of our other podcast episodes. But it's one of those things where now I'm reaping the benefits after a week or two at this new role. And, you know, as much as it was scary, a new challenge was necessary. And as a scientist growing at a rapid rate, and I'm very, mm. very excited to see what my, myself and the current team will um, achieve during this year, because there's some big things that are going on in the academic space. And with this startup, there's a lot of implementation, and there's a lot of room for change and a lot of room for things to be moved forward. But we will achieve something excellent with the products that we are producing. So, yeah. And awesome. obviously, awesome. In, an in, in industry, being in biotech as well and being in a startup, you have to wear many different hats. So it's learning across the full board, which is lovely. <laughs> How many hats would you say you're currently wearing? I would say right now I'm wearing the hat that I should be wearing, which is analytical scientist, but... At the same time, I'm also wearing the hat of, okay, let's do a little bit of admin. Let's sort our invoices. Let's, you know, <clears throat> do a little bit of management. So, yeah, yeah. I think in terms of the growth mindset, my fixed mindset has now changed to a growth mindset in terms of uh, my working life, my job life, my career life, which is great. Because mm. there obviously were many other changes initially. I'll touch on it once, obviously regarding yeah. divorce and that whole process which led to a cascade of different changes in my life, which is very important. So that's one thing. And then I'll go very, very quickly regarding moving in with the girlfriend. And then we're going to move over to you, Ricky. So, yeah. So in terms of moving in with the girlfriend, obviously with divorce, yeah, again, mentioned before, cascade of different changes. I was very, very fearful of doing it, mainly because, yeah, again, it's me relying, well, I won't say relying on a relationship, but relying on that connection, having that trust, that nothing is going to go wrong and then the essential thoughts and feelings of okay 
I am now going to share a space with someone else. I have done this before and it failed. And failed in a very short space of time. Is this potentially going to happen again? Mm. So obviously, yet again, if we go back to the Green Flags episodes, communication. In terms of the communication, it's definitely mm. been a 5-4. You know, yeah. obviously you can't maintain a level 5. That's a lot of effort, especially in this working, in this working yeah. world and everything that goes on in life. Again, you're thrown a lot of ambiguity in life, as you've stated before, Ricks. Mm. But communication has been up in terms of attachment style. We both have secure attachment styles, so we know how to talk to each other and we know how to support each other, you know? And it's never the case of having one foot in, one foot out. It's two feet in when it comes to this relationship. So I've been welcomed into this new home and I've been welcomed in a nice positive fashion and reaping the benefits of being of being in a partnership, being in a romantic partnership. So, you know, accountability and everything all under the, or all being out there, it's been an amazing yeah. experience. And yes, we're now working together to reach some pretty amazing goals, which I'm sure I'll share with this on, or on this journey within our relationship and Purpose Hang Time. So yeah, yeah it's been, it's been a blast and it's, you know, it's been such a great change to the new year. No, so, that, yeah. that, that's awesome to hear, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean, when am I going to get the invite for dinner over at the... <laughs> no, you've already, you've already had a passing invite where we got some of the podcast stuff sorted. But yeah, we'll sort out a proper invite before you um, move to your, your next foray, your next adventure, which that is a perfect segue onto your experiences, sir. Yeah, I mean, um, similar to you, um, there has been a change in my professional working career. And also a change in my person. Now, don't worry. I haven't gone into a relationship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's me moving to an entirely new country uh, for this job. Uh, and just to give you, you know, a bit of background. Um, so I've been at my previous company uh, for almost four years now. Uh, I work in the SaaS industry. So, so you're then, a dinosaur, not a relic. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or were exactly. a dinosaur. Exactly. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, not not like a, a, a fossil fossil, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I work in the, the SaaS industry. For those who don't know what SaaS is, it's basically software as a service and it's uh, selling software. Um, that's my mm-hmm. role within that organization. Uh, it, the sales team mm-hmm. uh, and to be fair that company i i still do i um i really really like it uh, mm-hmm. and i love the people there the people there is what made the uh what made the, the company for me and i made my time so um so amazing and enjoyable but it came to a point where you know four years in um as as a part of the the sales team or well, there was a certain glass ceiling which which i felt in terms of my career development you know where can i move up uh from here um and where could i kind of develop and acquire new skills uh for yes example. of course very important in this yeah. in this thing that we call life mm-hmm. and and where can i challenge my myself really and in a way, you know, speaking to the, the close circle of mine within there, um, there were a few people, I'm not going to name names, um, but they did say, look, you know, Rick, I think you, you, you're undervalued here at this company. Um, so that kind of planted a little seed in the back of my mind. And it wasn't until last November 
when I came to Copenhagen for uh, for a week. And uh, I've been to Copenhagen five or six times now. I mean, I, I love the city, uh, the culture and the people there. It's just amazing. Um, so I had a, you know, casual Friday drinks with uh, two friends uh, of mine uh, and my potential boss as well, um, which I only realized was coming uh, until the very last minute. So one of the friends were like, hey, you know, how's it going at your current company? Um, what's your kind of next move there? And uh-huh. that made me kind of think about it. I was like, hmm, you know, I want to move into this area, but I'm not sure if there's an opportunity for, for me to move into that specific area. And then, uh-huh. you know, one of my friends was like, oh, okay, well, in our current company, we're looking for a head of self-development role. Uh-huh. Um, where you actually get to um, help build the kind of uh, inbound and outbound sales function and you get to uh-huh. kind of build a team, which I thought, oh, okay. And, you know, when you have a few drinks, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, send me the link. You know, like, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it, but I, I don't think I'll apply for it, right? So <laughs> I got the link and then on the Saturday, um, before I was meeting two of, you know, uh, two of, the people that are very close to me here, I'm not going to call them by their names. Let's just say it's M1 and M2. So mm-hmm. before I was in M1 and M2, so they were taking me to uh, Tivoli, which is the main theme park in Copenhagen. Okay. I had a whole room to myself to just basically walk around the city and kind of mm. really absorb everything that you know was discussed on that previous day in mm-hmm. terms of, of the job. Uh, and kind of, he, now they did say that if we were to offer you the job, you most likely would have to move to Copenhagen. So that was another mm. aspect I had to reconsider and think about but as well. An excellent opportunity as well, you know, because geographical travel is one of those things where, you know, it's um, it's one of those things that's always difficult. The only experience that I had is just Uganda with, you know, with my, my past workplace. So kudos to you for, you know, accepting accepting the challenge, accepting the mission. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that morning um, was an ideal opportunity, me to myself, really think about it, walk around. And then when I came back to the UK, um, one of the um, closest people to me in that company. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a conversation with me. They were like, uh, you know, birthday <clears throat> back, you look miserable. What's up? And it wasn't until they said that when I felt like, okay, kind of lost a spark now and people that work in sales would appreciate that when you lose that spark to basically do your job then you kind of know it's time to move on so i say why not applied for it did the first interview kind of lucky i got a second one basically the person that was interviewing me uh was really lovely mm-hmm. The way Danish pronounce certain names is totally different. <laughs> they miss some word, letters out. So I yeah. kept calling her as, you know, as an English native speaker would. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> on the next um, interview, so it was two second interview, first with her, second was with the CEO, where I had to present a three, six, and 12 month plan. Mm-hmm. About what am I going to be doing and how am I going to be building a sales function? And bear in mind, I've never done this before. I had to think really long and hard about it. Uh, and then they said, look, really like what you presented to us. One negative thing at that second interview 
you're a bit too ambitious. Maybe you yep. need to scale back your ambitious ambitions a little bit, which but then I'll take mm, that. But then was there's nothing yeah, okay, fair enough. It's, it's a slight negative in terms of the the real the realism, how realistic yeah. it is. But by you not setting yourself a limit and believing that you can, you know, have the ambition to set up these certain apparatus or these certain ideas or mindset within the company that's what a lot of companies want can you generate those ideas and can you you know come with the the impetus to do that exactly and and it's it's going switching from kind of a fixed mindset saying i don't think i could do this the growth mindset you know maybe i can um so they offered me the the job it was fairly you know uh, fairly rapidly, uh, I heard back from them, but then they said, okay, well, you have to move to Copenhagen. And it took me a week again to delve that because I'm moving <clears> to <throat> a new country. I'm leaving behind friends, family in the UK mm-hmm. and moving to, even though I've been to Copenhagen five or six times, it, it's still, uh, you know, kind of a, a new foray, right? A new challenge, mm-hmm. uh, new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, again, I thought long and hard to myself, What's the worst that could happen? You know, mm-hmm. it, it could all go wrong, but at least yep. I've had that experience. I've had that opportunity. And if it didn't take that opportunity, um, I would have regretted it. So it's been almost three weeks now. Um, um, and, you know, I'm loving it so far. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. I mean, this week has been my, my first full week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being able to to come in from uh, a company where it already has established processes, frameworks, methodologies, mm-hmm. and literally going into a company where you start off from ground zero, where mm. you literally helping them build what's the framework, what's the methodology, what's the what's the sequences, how do we reach out to prospects, you know, mm-hmm. certain techniques that we can use to mm. forecast deals, for example. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of work, but I relish that challenge, right? And everyone's been so nice and lovely. Uh, and, you know, don't get me wrong, my previous company, I'm always going to keep in touch with most mm. of the people there. I've made some really close friends, some I'd count as family, but it's a case of not looking back and moving forwards. Um, and so it's one of those things where I'm really enjoying at the moment. And, you know, it's I know. Again, moving into Copenhagen, start looking at apartments where I want to live, um, as well as going to be uh, a great, uh, you know, um, a, a great uh, adventure. Yeah, uh, I know it's going to be like a, you know, ups and downs, but I'm just going to shut myself in and really go for the ride, and mm-hmm. yeah, see what year and see how this year uh, goes. Really. Yes. So yeah, over here, purpose hang time for well, myself because I know it's just both of us anyway. We're proud of the achievements because, you know, it's not these are not easy decisions to make. And okay, yes, fair enough. You can you can incorporate and say staying in this country would be the comfort zone, but it's just that being able to accept and understand I'm mm-hmm. going to learn more by moving out and accepting this challenge and opportunity. The comfort zone is never going to disappear. Where you where you call home is never going to disappear, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's amazing that you have managed to pull yourself out there and say, you know what, I'm going to take this challenge by the scruff of its neck, go out there 
and see what's what, see what is out there. And yeah, again, it gives me a perfect excuse to go to Denmark. That's one thing has been on the list for myself and my other half yeah. for a while. So yeah, we're, we're all for it, mate. And, and when it comes to that as well, we'll just keep up the communication and make sure you're not working too hard out there. Do you know? Oh uh, yeah, don't worry. Always got to keep that up. Yeah. I have some people here that are going to make sure I'm not going to be working too hard. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, uh, no, I, I appreciate that. And kind of, the next thing we so we just give some tips and advice and again we don't want to be preachy uh, mm-hmm. we're not saying this is gospel truth you have to follow it but if you can take you know any help or um any any advice from you know this content then you know we we know we've done mm-hmm. our, our our kind of mission is you know it's two guys shooting the breeze but if we can help someone um whether directly or indirectly, then you know that's that's also a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. So ways to develop your comfort zone. So I'm just gonna run through these lists very quickly. Yeah, um, no worries, one, man. Be aware of what's out what's outside of your comfort zone. You know mm-hmm. what are the things that you believe are worth doing, but mm-hmm. afraid of doing it because of uh, potential for disappointment or failure. Best mm-hmm. you could do, you know, write down a list, um, uh, so you have it visually. On paper, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, you know, if I want to achieve this, um, how do I go it? Or, yep. you know, if I don't achieve this, is it going to lead to failure, for example? Yeah, so, having the understanding of the pipeline. Exactly. Yeah, so you can at least say, okay, well, I've com- by writing down, you've committed to it. Exactly. And by looking at it every day, you've committed to it, or often yeah. as possible. Hmm. And number two, become clear about what you're tr- aiming to overcome. You know, take those lists of discomforts and go a bit deeper. I mean, remember, you know, the primary emotion you're trying to overcome is fear. How does this fear apply uniquely to each situation? An example, oh, public speaking. Never done it before. I'm going to shit myself if I do it. But hey, what's the worst that could happen? What, they mm-hmm. all stay silent. Doesn't matter. That's where you can practice with a group of friends. See how it works. Exactly. Um, number three, you've got to get comfortable with discomfort. One way to get outside of your comfort zone is to literally expand it. Make it a goal to avoid running away from discomfort. Now, maybe you're not um, the the most confident when it comes to um, speaking to women, <coughs> um, for example. But hey, why not speak to a, a you know speak to a woman at the bar for you know first five minutes. Doesn't mm. have to be more than that. Just say, hey, how are you doing? What brought you here? You know, just to get a bit more comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm. Or yeah. even another another example of <laughs> getting used to being comfortable with discomfort. Let's take the analogy of the cold shower. Now, everyone, well, all the people that I know like nice, warm showers. I know with me, I like a Turkish sauna every now and then. Yeah. The idea of a cold shower is not appealing to me. However, it's one of those things where if I was to turn on turn on the shower, walk into yeah. it while it's freezing, it's the idea of the cold shower that makes you flinch. It's the idea exactly. of the cold shower that is fearful. But once you get in there after a couple of seconds, it then I won't say it becomes enjoyable, but you go you get past the idea of oh this is horrible, but it becomes bearable. That's the perfect example of being comfortable with discomfort you have to sometimes take those those steps to experience something that's not exactly pleasant but you get there and you learn from doing that you expand your ability to deal with discomfort exactly 
Exactly. And number four, don't be afraid to fail. Treat failure as a teacher. You know, what did you learn from the experience? If you can take some learning from it, then it's not time wasted. It's more about, okay, I've gained something. I've learned mm -hmm. a lesson. Um, plus, a lot of famous people have failed before succeeding. Classic example, I mean, as a sports buff, I'm going to use Michael Jordan. But you've also got Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Walt mm -hmm. Disney, and my own, one of my own personal heroes, you know, Bruce Lee as well. Um, mm -hmm. they, they've had to fail before they succeeded. And all those names I mentioned are like household names. Like most people around the world have heard of them. So mm. don't be afraid. Uh, and also take baby steps as well. You know, don't try mm -hmm. to jump outside your comfort zone and take uh, one massive uh, jump forward. You can take small steps at a time. Um, so, for example, if your goal is to, um, I don't know, like bulk up or, you know, you really want to have a, a summer body, but you mm -hmm. hate cardio, instead of doing like going from the start and doing like an hour jog a day, maybe do 10 minutes, you know, ease yep. yourself into it. And then... Once you do that, your body will get used to it, and then slowly you'll you'll, you'll get there as well. Mm. And a perfect um, example of that before you go into the next step, I'm preparing for yeah. a tough mother in May, and the yeah. baby steps that I've taken, I've decided okay, let's take action from the beginning and let's start off with nice slow workouts in all of December slash November, and now yeah. I'm starting to ramp it up now that I'm more comfortable with the workout regime. So. My cousins, if you listen to this or watching this, watch out because when I ramp it up, you're gonna see, you're gonna see my dust when I cross that finish line. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then where were we? Number six? Was it number six? Yes, number six. Okay, number six. Hang out with risk takers. Mm, now, uh, you know, you if you want to become better at something, you know, it's not a necess necessity, but. You know, it's good to start hanging around with people who are who are doing what you want to do, and you know, mm. start uh, emulating or learning from them. Uh, for example, so if you want to become a sales manager, hang around with other sales managers. Mm -hmm. You know, pick their brains. Um, you know, how would you approach this situation or overcome this challenge? And inevitably, their influence will start to have effect on your behavior. Not to go to too much scientific detail i think there is like a scientific model or psychological model well i think that essentially goes with the whole idea of you are a product of your five closest people yeah so essentially you are influenced by those who are around you therefore if you introduce let's say let's say your five closest friends are millionaires you are more likely to become a millionaire because their mindset of how to generate that money and that income becomes your mindset because you're yeah. around them most of the time so yeah Exactly. And the final thing is, don't take yourself too seriously. You've got to learn to laugh at yourself when you make mistakes. Risk taking would inevitably involve failure and setbacks that will sometimes make you look foolish to others, but be happy to roll with the punches, right? Classic example, and again, I want to use one of my personal um, inspirations, Bruce Lee. Um, one of his goals was to become a leading man in Hollywood. And when he first said that, Everyone laughed at him. You're not going to make it. No, no Western world wants to accept a an, an Asian leading man. You know what he did? He was like, screw this. Went back to Hong Kong, produced some of the greatest martial arts of all time. Hollywood took notice, came back and begged him, literally begged yep. him to star mm -hmm. in, uh, in, the, in you know, their new movie, Enter the Dragon. 
And, you know, from there, you know, he achieved his goal. So and mm-hmm. he was always on the mindset. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are going to laugh at me now, but I'm going to show them, you know, always have mm-hmm. that mindset. And you also got to be, um, uh, have fun with it as well. You know, enjoy the process of stepping outside your, your boundaries, discovering new things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when you really learn. And yeah, I think that that's it really. Yeah. And yeah, again, all of these, the nine points that we've established today um, is all, it we reiterate that and perpetuate that within the purpose hang time as well a lot of people thought we were crazy when we said oh let's start up a podcast it's like you and ricky why what are you going to talk about and here we are today being in the top 50 of health and fitness podcasts in denmark ironically enough where ricky's going to maybe he had maybe he planted some seeds over there on his other trips <laughs> but yeah so those are <laughs> it was a bit of shameless self-promotion I did. So. You know, and it's the same with me and my family, which essentially is a village. So, you know, but it's got the word has got out there and we're enjoying the process. So, yeah. So those are the ways to break out your comfort zone. And now we're going to end up with just some final remarks and some quotes in which. Yeah. So in terms of just the final remarks, I always remember a YouTube video I watched a few years back. Black in the black experience in Japan and a guy called Kenzo who basically states in one of his videos, the comfort zone is where dreams go to die. Mm. I'm going to repeat that again. The comfort zone is where dreams go to die. So if you do have that dream and you do have an idea and you're scared of it, jump in there with two feet or dump, jump in there one foot, a toe, a big toe, whatever. <laughs> Just sample that external environment because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, you know it hasn't worked out. At least you can say, that's ticked off the list. Let's not do that again. Or if it did work out, I'm happy to make that change. And that leads me perfectly onto the quotes for today, in which we've got two of them. Two of them. Good, good quotes. So the first one, Nelson Mandela. May your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. Lovely quote. And the second one by Eleanor Roosevelt. Do one thing every day that scares you. And these two quotes in their entirety essentially take up everything that we've spoken about during this podcast. And it's very, very important to delve outside your comfort zone every once in a while. Yet again, we all have different levels of tolerance when it comes to discomfort, but it is important to improve yourself as a human bit by bit every day. Go out there and get those experiences. So from the Purpose Hang Time team, we'd like to say thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on our next episode. Yeah, thank you so much. Keep shooting that breeze.